Welcome to the HR Moment Podcast. In this audio series, we will explore important human resources topics that impact Richardson ISD campus administrators and supervisors. Thank you for joining the HR Moment. On this episode, we will be speaking with Kim Clark, the Richardson ISD Director of Health Services, about employees and COVID-19. Kim, thank you so much for joining us for this episode. Thank you for having me. Well, we want to visit about employees and COVID-19. It's a topic that's on everybody's mind as we bring staff and students back to our facilities. So, you ready to dive in? I sure am. All right. Well, first, let's kind of tackle some misconceptions that employees may have about COVID. You know, there are some common misconceptions about the virus. Um, What are some things that you can share to provide clarity for principals or supervisors Um, should employees have some questions or want to talk to them about COVID concerns? I think that there are actually a couple of misconceptions, and one of the first ones is that the virus is spread by droplets. It's really not spread through the air as the main way that it's transmitted, so that's the whole point of why we social distance in that six feet is because it's about the droplet falling within that six-foot range. So, That's one misconception. And then the other one that I think people really struggle with is you are not at risk unless you've come within close prolonged contact of the person who is positive, meaning six feet for more than 15 minutes. So if you if if you don't fall into that definition, you're not at risk. So a friend of a friend who happened to come in contact with someone who was COVID does not place you at risk. You have to be the person that comes in direct contact with the positive person. Absolutely. I think those are great things to clarify. Um, what? It, how should an employee report that they or any members of their household are not feeling well and they think it's COVID related? First off, we absolutely encourage you to report anytime that you're not feeling well at all. Our goal is to keep everybody safe. Um, We certainly want you to do the light screener so that we can track it by the screener, but we also need you to contact your supervisor right away and let them know that you're not feeling well or you have a positive case in the household. Awesome. Is there a certain website? Is there a certain way that we're asking employees to go back and do that reporting as well other than telling their supervisor Um, they can also go right to we have an email address for staff Um, it's covid reporting at rasd.org and they can go directly to that website to um, share any information that they need to have and we will respond as quickly as we can to um, see if we need to do contact tracing any additional information that we need to gather from you all of that will be handled by the COVID email. Okay. If um, if they report that they definitely have had a positive test, they've been somewhere, they've you know gone through that whole procedure and, and gotten tested, what procedure should they follow then? Is it similar to what, what we just discussed? It is. Um, if they've tested positive, we, we do have it on the blueprint. It's page nine of the blueprint. It lays it all out um, in a nice step-by-step format. But just to summarize that, Of course, if you test positive, we want you to stay home, uh, update your screener, notify your supervisor, and then go ahead and send those results to the COVID reporting at rasd.org address. We will get in touch with you and determine what steps need to happen if contact tracing needs to happen or not. The positive person needs to stay home for 10 days at least. You can return to work after... um, 
you are fever-free for 24 hours, your symptoms are improving, and it's been 10 days since the symptoms first started. Let's talk about contact tracing. How do we notify, notify employees who have been around someone who's tested positive? So what will happen is the um, contact tracer will work with the person who's positive to determine who came into close prolonged contact with them. And then we will, um, usually it'll be the supervisor that reaches out to those people to notify them that they need to go ahead and quarantine for 14 days. Awesome. Can you talk a little bit about the responsibility for confidentiality? Because a lot of this is dealing with personal information and health information and just speak to um, how we want to respect people's confidentiality. Absolutely. And we, we absolutely do. Confidentiality is one of the most important things. We, we aren't trying to, we, we will not share this information with anybody. Um, even when we reach out to the close for long contacts, we don't mention the name of the person that's tested positive. We just let them know that they have come into contact with someone who is tested positive. Um, uh, you know, we absolutely want to be transparent on our district website, but we're only showing um, the positive cases per school, and we're not giving names out, we're not giving any additional information whatsoever, and we also ask that you keep it confidential, too. If you hear of a case that's positive, we, we want to protect our students and our staff and, and keep everybody protected and safe. We talked a little bit about um, quarantining mm -hmm. and and for how long, but let's talk about the, let's go back just to clarify that. Who needs to quarantine for how long and who advises them of that quarantine? Okay. Um, if you test, there's a couple of different ways that you need to quarantine. If you test positive or if you have symptoms of COVID, you need to follow that 10 day guideline. So 24 hours fever free, um, symptoms have to be improving and 10 days since the symptoms first started. So if you have symptoms or you test positive, you fall into that. If you are considered exposed to somebody, that's when you'll hear that you need to quarantine for 14 days. The difference is because symptoms for COVID develop anytime within zero to 14 days. So positive symptomatic equals about 10 days close prolonged contact to someone that is positive, exposed to someone that's positive equals 14 days. Also, if you are positive or symptomatic, actually if you're just symptomatic, you can receive a negative COVID test or proof of an alternate diagnosis to get out of that 10 days. Um, but it actually, you have to provide the negative test results or a doctor's note that shows why you're sick, meaning you had a migraine headache or you had gastroenteritis or strep throat or something like that. For the 14-day exposure, you cannot get out of that with a negative test because symptoms can develop with any time within that 14 days. And so getting a negative test at day three doesn't change the fact that you could still get positive testing Got it. Got it. within the next range of that 14 days. Well, that's a lot of great information about, about quarantining. So um, I think the biggest thing is that whole return to work, trying to figure out if I am on quarantine, mm -hmm. um, but I, I'm not having any symptoms, I'm feeling better, can I just come back to work? Correct. And we please do not come back to work um, unless 
you've worked with health services and we've given you the clearance to do so. So you must, if you have symptoms or you test positive, you must follow that 10-day guideline unless you can show us proof of a negative test or a doctor's note. And then with the 14 days, again, it has to be the full 14 days. It, does, that, does that still apply if it's a relative or a family member who is positive? So I'm a mom mm -hmm. and my child has, is under quarantine and I'm caring for that child. So that also kind of puts me in a range of being in close prolonged contact with someone who's positive, I'm caring for them. So I'm still under that uh, um, range of needing to quarantine for that amount of days and not returning to work early because I, I feel fine. Yes, absolutely. And that is a huge um, education piece. If you have somebody in your household that tests positive, then the entire household must go under quarantine. So yes, you absolutely need to stay home as well. Um, coming out of quarantine when there's a positive person in your house is a little bit tricky and there are multiple scenarios. So the time frame that that will last for really depends. And so I would encourage you to reach out to health services to our COVID email and we'll help you determine when to return to work. Well, thank you so much, Kim. But when you're thinking through this, is there any other important information that supervisors may need to know related to COVID um, employees in the workplace? I would just say that it's really important to keep good communication between the supervisor and your staff. Um, encourage people to stay home if they're not feeling well. We just don't want to put anyone else at risk. And so um, I would say the most important thing is stay home if you don't feel well. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been really, really informative. And we hope that our employees really find this information useful. Thank you, Kim. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for this latest episode of RISD's HR Moment. We hope you'll come back and join us again.